Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm JD Devgan and joining me is CN's David Shinovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. Today we're going to talk bulker vessel operations and how that fits into the end-to-end supply chain. David? Yeah, thanks JD. You know, some people look at the grain supply chain in Western Canada and they think of the endpoint as grain being unloaded from a rail car into a big concrete export terminal and that's it. And there's actually a lot of key points to consider when it comes to getting grain to final destination on the water. And that comes down to the nature of operations at both the receiving facility and vessel loading operations. And not all receiving facilities are created equal. David, can you go into a bit more detail on the export facilities in the Port of Vancouver? Sure. There are currently five major large-scale concrete export terminals for grain in operation in the Port of Vancouver. You have Cascadia, Pacific, and Alliance Grain Terminal on the South Shore, and Cargill and Richardson on the North Shore. Now, some of these facilities cannot receive a full unit train in one placement, and they require multiple switches in and out of ladder tracks. Now, compare that to the efficiency of the new G3 terminal going up on the North Shore, with power on trains and three loop tracks capable of receiving 130-plus car trains. Then you have some facilities that are more like direct hit, like at Fraser Surrey Docks, Fiberco on the North Shore, and Kinder Morgan on the North Shore, where grain is unloaded directly from rail car to vessel, and that can present some challenges. The same can be said of some container stuffing facilities. Some have storage to accommodate surge capacity, while others are essentially direct hit facilities, meaning that the timing of the right containers from a specific steamship line for the right hopper cars can present some real challenges. Can you tie that into vessel operations a little further? Yeah, without getting into a lot of detail regarding the different kinds of sales contracts, all contracts spell out when a vessel is expected to present for loading. First, a specific shipment window or period, and then a vessel nomination with an estimated time of arrival. The planned vessel arrival period drives all the terminal planning back to the origin. And consider that, generally speaking, export sales are made, on average, two to three months in advance, so the table set well in advance of shipment. A lot of stuff can happen with vessel freight. A vessel nomination may slip due to bad weather or other delays with cargo unloading or other issues. Winter storms in the Pacific can eat up a lot of sailing time, and sometimes vessels make almost no headway on getting to destination when the weather's really rough. You can imagine the timing of freight is especially critical for direct-hit facilities, seeing as there's no storage to unload into. Even once a vessel arrives, it must pass Port Warden and Canadian Food Inspection Agency inspections to be considered in all respects ready to load. If something goes wrong here, like significant repairs being required or significant cleaning, that eats up a lot of time too. And how can vessel timing affect terminal operations? The licensed storage capacity of a grain export terminal cannot be fully utilized 100%. There are a variety of products requiring individual segregations. You have byproducts chewing up space, stuff like that. So think of a concrete export terminal's working capacity as being maybe 85% of licensed storage capacity. You know, I've heard it said that it's been a long time since a terminal got so full in the port of Vancouver that it couldn't unload. But a terminal doesn't need to get chock-a-block full to slow down the grain supply chain. Vessel freight can fall back compared to the original estimated time of arrival that everyone was planning around, And sometimes that means a terminal is getting tight space and it can't receive some of the rail traffic pointed at it. Could be timing of a specific product required for a specific sale needs to get unloaded, but other grain is waiting to go on to vessels and that's chewing up terminal space. Sometimes CN needs to stage traffic, which means it gets held back from getting to the terminal. Traffic may be held at the origin or somewhere else along the route. That stretches out cycle times, and that means it takes that much longer to get those empties back into the country for loading. At the end of the day, that's lost capacity that the grain supply chain isn't getting back. If CN knows in advance that there are going to be issues in a company's supply chain, regardless of the cause, the order or timing of spots can be adjusted, allowing for the placement of cars at locations where they will move without staging, and then spot the other locations later. 
Moderate staging of 24 hours is useful at times and it allows CN to service the country elevator network in a balanced fashion and it gives CN more precise deliveries to port that some of the terminals require. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Green Insight, an update from CN.